Patrick. Oh my gosh. Sarah, we're I'm, back again. We are back again. And I feel like you're fired up this week. I'm fired up. You know, always. How you doing? <laughs> you're fired. I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting a little quarantine stir crazy. I will say it is beginning to really set in for me. I'm, I'm beginning. <sighs> Yeah, I'm anxious to like do. Aren't you? Aren't you getting? I don't know. Yeah. Depressed no. or something? Yeah. So I started my. <laughs> I'm on day three of no alcohol. What? So, okay, this is my favorite. You know, one of you, my. Okay, what's inspired this now? I don't know. Just. <laughs> And the summer ending, it has to end at some point. Because, you know, I was like, okay, it's, it's, this is, you know, early COVID, April, May. Yeah, I got to drink a little bit. Then Memorial Day, well, now it's summer. You got to drink a little bit. Then graduations, and then 4th of July, and then, oh, well, it's August. You got to, right? Keep now it going. I'm like, shit. <laughs> if I keep going like this to Thanksgiving, um, Oh, my God. This is my favorite part of the ongoing Polini perspective, because you usually are on either more cleanses than a supermodel. I mean, you're always doing something, you know. So now we're off the alcohol for three days. OK. Oh, thir- well, yeah, the goal is 30 days. The goal is 30 days yeah. alcohol free. The betting odds are against me. I'm going to prove them wrong. <laughs> We've heard this. OK, well, that's good. Like maybe you need to give yourself a little bit of a cleanse, just a reboot. And just eating chicken and broccoli Chicken and broth, and so you're eating. Are you back doing Orange Theory? Is not open, right? In Montgomery County, it is open. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's oh, good. My working out's not the problem. It's consumption of food and alcohol. Okay. The problem, I know. Okay, got it. Well, you know, I mean, I mean listen, it, you can always work out more, but listen, I, versus normal, I'm I'm working out less than I used to, so the consumption is, but I'm working out plenty. Okay, well, you're back working out. We're going to follow this 30-day. Yeah, we're back. We're, we got to get back. back to routine, Sarah. Like, we, we need routines in our, in our lives. We do. I mean, I got to say, now that we're heading into, whatever, month six, month seven, I am getting anxious to, like, go back to a studio and do a podcast show. It is, like, really, yeah. I mean. Well, maybe next week we'll do a self-distance outdoor podcast. Let's do it. I would love, yeah. I mean, yeah. I am just, like, stuck inside over and over. I'm ready to do something. Okay, so that's we what we'll do masks. next Tuesday. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have another guest. We're on, you know, we, we kind of definitely that. Yeah, we're going to try to have a guest every week now heading to the election. Um, all right. Well, speaking of the election, do you want to get yeah. into it? We, we have a lot to talk about, although I actually kind of felt like this past week was rather quiet on the political front. Well, but I mean, maybe listen, you yeah, Trump nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize this morning. Oh, God, I did see this. OK, I, I actually didn't even read the story. Tell me your thoughts. And this, of course, is for his Israeli um, peace treaty with yeah, UAE. OK, yes. Give us um, the scoop. Well, listen, I he deserves to be nominated. I don't know, but he deserves to be nominated for it. It's a it's a historic peace treaty. I mean, you could, you know, as usual with Trump, anything he does that seems to be positive, people pull apart and, well, either he didn't do it, someone else did it, or it's not the deal that we should have done, blah, 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 blah. You know, kind of like the Iranian uh, deal that Obama did. You know, at least he was trying to keep peace. See, that's the difference between, like, me and maybe, like, listen, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the, of the Obama-Iran uh, nuclear deal, but... He's the president and he's trying to keep peace. You could disagree with how he did it. Okay. But he's trying. Just like Trump, I think, is trying with China. I think Trump 
North Korea. Now you could you could say it was a joke. It was wasn't strategic enough, and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, yeah, nominated Nobel Peace Prize this morning, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting by a Norwegian, uh, and Norwegian committee. If I'm wrong, but wasn't a pre- uh, former President Obama also? Um, Obama won, I think, it's your second year for. Honestly, it wasn't even like something significant, to be honest. I, I don't. I, I, forgive me, I don't remember exactly what he won for. I know, but I don't yes, remember. He either. did win. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that was big news. Actually, I was going to ask you, you know, one of the bigger stories this past week was, um, you know, the the Fox uh, reporter coming out in the Atlantic with the story that Trump has disparaged veterans. Oh, new, you know, yeah, numerous I, listen, times. Listen, that's, that's a very interesting story. So. Because it ties in, uh, uh, okay, that, it ties in a lot of elements. There's the journalists, the journalistic elements to this. There's the social media elements. There's the nursing elements. So, so the story is that in 2018, when when they were in France to go to Bella Wood, I think it's pronounced uh, uh, cemetery for for fallen soldiers. Uh, and you know, it was raining and, you know, it became a big thing that he didn't want his hair to get wet. And then he said, you know, the white house said the secret service didn't want to drive because they can't fly in the helicopter. And it became this whole big, you know, story. The Atlantic is saying, attributing to several sources, I think four, that one of the reasons Trump didn't go was because he said, uh, you know, they're losers and suckers. Why would anyone want to, to have served or fight? Or And again, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact quotes. So obviously, it went everywhere. Uh, you know, the editor of the, the um, Atlantic stands by his story, uh, his sources. All four sources were anonymous, by the way. Then the Trump people had like 10, 12 people come out. John Bolton, who right now is not in very good standing with, with Uh, Trump literally called him a a loser the other day, uh, said that did not happen. So I think the the right now is, you know, did Trump say it? Well, most people probably can believe he did because of what he said about McCain, right? Well, and of course, you know, we know he is a war dodger himself, right? In Vietnam, he said he had some sort of bone fragment in his foot, which was why he couldn't go. Um, And, you know, it's been well documented over the years. He's gone back and forth in regards to McCain saying, well, is he a hero? You know, he was captured. Is that really heroic? Here's the problem. Those are all true, Patrick. Here's the problem for me from a journalistic standpoint with the story. And listen, you know, you know, the Atlantic has a you know good reputation, um, but here's the problem for me: for a story like this, you need someone on record, someone who is who can can go public with it. Whether it's John Kelly, who, you know what you know you know somebody. I believe you need somebody. In addition to that, just because we believe Trump may have said that or it's plausible, doesn't make it factual. And we got to be very careful in journalism to, to, to separate the two. Okay, we can believe Trump, plausible Trump said that. That doesn't make it factual. So here's well, the other we, thing. Okay, we'll keep going, because we do know factually he has said disparaging remarks no, against John McCain. That's not, 
But Sarah, that's not the that's not the criteria for an article. It's not. Is this story factual? And based on four anonymous sources, and then the Jennifer Griffin goes out and confirms the story with two more anonymous sources. Now, two of them could have been one of the two of the four. And and now the story it's not falling apart per se, but now they're saying that. There was nothing to do. Most people now are saying and, and agreeing that him not going to the cemetery didn't have anything to do with the losers and suckers. It did really have to do with. So my point is, I we, we we're in this anonymous source game and it's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Now, there is a. There are points you know, where anonymous sources are important. Yeah, I mean, you've had anonymous sources in stories for years, decades. Let me finish. Let me finish. They either provide evidence, they're worried about their safety, it's classified information. So my point is, you want to have four anonymous sources, does anybody have them on tape? Does Does anybody have something specific that they can point to, okay? You know, we're three months, two months election and we're running a story with four anonymous sources. And then you're saying you stand by it. Okay. well, the journalist may believe it's true and their reporting then therefore is accurate. So when they say we stand by our story, yes, you do. But how do you know those four are telling the truth? How do you know the public has a right to know who I mean, we're not. Listen, if it's hypothetically, if it was John Kelly. John Kelly can't go public. Come on, well, people have said people have said everything about Trump for the last three. So now all of a sudden, an anonymous source can't go public well, with don't that. You, I mean, uh, we're assuming right. If it's an anonymous source, it's people that are still working for him, right? Don't you think? That's why know. they're not going but, public. But maybe they should have told us that then. <sighs> well, but I mean, but I, by I, doing I, that, I, you I, compromise I, their. I personally think two years later, this happened in. Two, I personally think two years later, two months before the election, you need more than anonymous sources. I'm sorry. I just think you do. And again, I thought that story we, was highly credible. I mean, you know, he based he, on what? Based on what? Based what on fact? past comments. Uh, I mean, you can't do that. Patrick, oh, your whole but career also, is based because on somebody your credibility. Because commi- somebody committed a crime in the past two years ago. Now they're guilty of another crime. Sorry. But as a journalist, Patrick, I'm sorry. he's had numerous issues with generals in his who have quit, who have resigned, who have been fired no one is because they disagree that, with him. Sarah, Sarah, no one is disputing well, that. That doesn't you, make him guilty of the incident. What, what would lead you to believe for one second, though, that he has military families' backs? I, I 100 percent believe hey, this you're, story. You're, again, think, you're conflating the issue. No one is disputing what you're saying. He may not have the families' backs. Now, listen, he has done many things that have, you know, he's left, he's left, uh, play, he's been at door base at one, two in the morning to meet fallen soldiers and their families. Oh, and stuff. give me a so, break. No, Every no, no, president no. does that. Give me a break. No. That's not, he doesn't Sarah, deserve no. any credit for that. He should be doing that for these Sarah, families who've made the Sarah. ultimate sacrifice. I mean, come on. Sarah, listen to what you're saying. You're saying exactly that. Just, you're basically convicting someone based on previous actions. That's everything that we're talking about right now that we shouldn't be doing. 
Patrick, where you is, have a, what, a, a tell journalist me where from are the Fox facts? News. You have a journalist from Fox News saying it's true. Oh, listen, Jennifer Griffin is a highly respected journalist. He's okay. Saying, no, corroborate with us the facts. That doesn't mean that talking to isn't confirming the facts. She doesn't do that. Uh, you know, look, I, like I said, my, one of my issues Listen, with him- by no means am I defending his rhetoric about McCain, his past rhetoric about soldiers and generals and, 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 and his intelligence community. But that has nothing to do, just because we believe something is plausible, you need facts. To me, the Atlantic should have had someone confirm, one source that they could mention- that but, then can be that person can say this absolutely occurred. I heard it because keep in mind, you've had now you've had the, the, the former chief of staff. Uh, I think uh, Fuentes come out. Uh, he, he, you know, former chief of staff for Kelly, I believe, come out and say it's absolutely not true. Bones come out and said it's not true. Sarah Huckabee. Now, these are all Trump support. Yeah. But I'm sure the people who are telling that story are anti-Trump. So why does the anti-Trump anonymous sources get more credible or are more, or considered more credible than Fuentes, Bolton? And listen, Bolton and Trump hate each other right now. Yet he said it absolutely did not occur. To me, I mean, and you run a news station, these anonymous sources are absolutely credible and absolutely real because you know legally if they were not and the Trump administration administration wanted to take legal action, which they don't, you know, Trump just says the Atlantic is a bogus crap, you know, um, distribution, news distribution, you know they would have to produce in court who those sources were. So they're absolutely real. They you, don't necessarily. You can't just no, make journal, those journalists up. don't have to produce their sources necessarily. And by the way, they know it's not going to court. And I'm not saying that what they're saying isn't in some part true. But but to me, you have him saying losers and suckers. You have the the issue of why he didn't go with the weather and the Secret Service. There's been you know somehow this all came together as him not wanting to go to the cemetery because he believed they were losers and suckers. That may not be true. But this to me speaks to the greater thing. This is what I say to people who are going to vote for Trump again. It is this kind of chaos and confusion and contradictory BS that he does all the time. How do you want this person as a leader? This should be such a clear cut line. The people that serve in this country, the families that have made the ultimate sacrifice, there should never even be uh, oh, McCain was a loser. Is he, you know, was he a hero? I mean, that kind of crap should never come out. And if it did, it should be nothing but apologetic, period. And by the way, be a man. Go to a cemetery in France with rain. Get over yourself and your damn umbrella. It's the least you could do for these people. I mean, to me, how can you still vote for this guy when it's just nothing but these crap BS contradictions? I... I, Listen, I don't know how I, people justify I don't, it. I don't. I don't totally dis- disagree with you. I think that that's that's a fair assessment on why you would or would not vote for the current president. It still doesn't make the story factual. I that's wonder, all I'm talking about. Have there been any polls? I'm curious where military people stand in general. Are they supporting Trump or are they pro Biden? I don't know. I, I, I'm just throwing that out to you. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. That's a good question. I. You know, listen, I think military, I think there's, you know, 
the media and 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 pollsters and pundits try to lump military. Listen, military people are as individuals as we, you and I. Yeah, it's true. I, they, they come from a lot of diverse backgrounds. Uh, they 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 serve for a variety of reasons. I don't believe they're they're. Um, you know, listen, I don't, I, I don't believe there's like you can paint them all with the same brush. I mean, it may be 50 50 for all we know. Who knows? Right. Yep. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I will say, listen, in terms of in terms of conflicts and this isn't necessarily all his doing, but I read this morning, he's the first president since Jimmy Carter to not get us into a conflict. Ever. So there's been zero conflicts uh, under his watch. Now, that could be just circumstances. That could be maybe decisions he made that we're unaware of or decisions he made that we are aware of. But the fact remains is he's the first president in 39 years that we haven't put soldiers. We haven't we haven't cre- there's not an additional conflict that where we sent soldiers and put them in harm's way. So, uh, yeah, my, my, we can move on. My, my point on the other thing is pure, pure journalistic, you know, fact-based, source-based is to me where it should be on a story like that. That's just my opinion. Um, okay, do you want to... Again, I, I'm not a journalist. I, I, only, uh, I only play one on TV. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm with you too. I can't. I can't take any credit for that either. So, um, when we have a journalist on as a guest, we can maybe revisit um, next week. I think next we, week. Next week will yeah. be, I Beca- think we, I, I'd be could- curious to ask him. Yeah. Okay, well, here's someone we may agree on. You know, Michael Cohen is out promoting his book. Also, yeah. this week says that um, that calls Trump a racist cult, quote cult leader. Says he disparaged Obama, black leaders, and Chicago. I wouldn't believe one thing that Mike, I think Michael Cohen is an absolute loser. So, and a liar. So I actually am probably, you know, maybe on your side on this one. Um, I don't think you can believe anything, but anyway, he has a new memoir out um, called disloyal, a memoir. What are you, any thoughts to that? He seemed to pile on, of course, um, everything that was happening with Trump in the Atlantic story. Uh, You know, people do anything for ratings right so and, and to sell books and you know you know again with everything i'm sure there's parts of that book that are true parts that are are, are embellished fabricated right and clearly cohen's not an he's not a very trustworthy person you know it, it, trump's done a lot of things the one thing he clearly has failed at is vetting people who are close to him he's had He's had an enormous amount of people who, and some of this was preceding them working for him and his administration, but he's had an inordinate amount of, of individuals uh, who have- Sure, uh, inner circle, turn on him, write books. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not only that, just done wrong things, committed right. crimes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So uh, clearly the vetting is not there right or or not up to the standards that it should be or trump overrides him and says i want you know i want manafort regardless of his past because i think he could help me win and mm-hmm. certainly he did i want stone i want flynn i want cohen now granted cohen worked for him as a personal attorney prior to that but uh so um yeah it's going to be interesting on the election you know clearly a second term I believe for the most part is a referendum on the current president. 
as okay. why they, they either get a second term or they don't. In this case, I think you have clearly that's going on. And I think you're seeing that in the polls where, you know, again, real clear politics, average uh, Trump. This race is tightening for sure. I don't care what anyone says. You know, one poll comes out, an outlier. It's all over the place if it looks really good for Biden. But real clear politics, you know, you're looking at two to four point tightening in most battleground states, except for Arizona. And on the national average is probably down two points. Didn't I even read Florida is like neck and neck or something like yeah, so yesterday? So yesterday there was uh, the Miami-Dade poll came out, I believe, and Trump was actually up two. What's interesting about the Miami-Dade poll, which is scary for Democrats and Biden, is that um, in Miami-Dade, it has Biden up 17, which sounds like a huge number. Hillary won the, the county by 30. Hispanics are up almost double what Trump had four years ago versus Hillary. Okay. And blacks are up four to eight percent, according to most polls, for Trump, which is kind of very interesting based on what's going on right now in, in, in the country. So I think the polls have tightened. I still think Biden is outside the margin of the electoral college. Okay. Where I think if the polls stay where they are, Biden will win the electoral college because I think he'll eke out Pennsylvania. I think he'll eke out Arizona. I think he'll eke out Michigan. Uh, and that's enough to, to, to get the Democrats over the finish line. However, I'm going to segue here a little bit. Biden is looking like a, I don't want He's he's extremely vulnerable, I believe, as a candidate right now. I, he 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 looks like he lacks energy. He looks like he he lacks conviction. He's not campaigning. He's doing a quick twelve-minute speech in Pittsburgh, and then he's back to Delaware. Um, Kamala is out more than him, and and again, I I also don't you know some of the things she has said so far out there. I you know I question whether they're they're benefiting him or not. Okay. So you know I think if you looked at the picture right now. You know, the Vegas betting lines went from, I believe it was a 40% advantage for Biden to now it's even money. So tell me this, like in the past week, you know, and, and obviously you had shared with me a clip, um, you know, a woman had asked um, president or, or candidate um, Joe Biden a question. I think it was just yesterday, right? And this video is starting to go viral. Yeah. He obviously is asking his team to put the prompter up to move it up. And he it's, actually stum- a chi- it's actually like looks like a 10, 12 year old girl oh it's a young girl okay clearly it's a pre pre, you know predetermined question the answer's already in the teleprompter for him and he's he he and again it's only a 17 minute clip so we don't want to draw a lot of conclusions of it it could be edited but it clearly looks like he's asking for the prompter to be moved up he's breathing extremely heavy he looks exhausted i mean he looks exhausted and he's not even really campaigning you know, where Trump, you know, is running around, you know, crazy, right? So I I personally think it's post-Labor Day now. We're two weeks from the first debate. Yeah. Or three weeks. It's going to be big. I think Biden has to get going. He has to. Biden is, in my opinion, Biden will not hold on and win this mm. if he doesn't go on the offensive. 
And I'm not just talking about ads and 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 you know speeches on Zoom. I'm talking about really goes out. Okay, out in front of people, energizing people, because because I, I want to just come back and to making the- sure people know that he's up, he's up for the up for the job. And again, I'm not I'm not questioning his health. I'm not, you know, I'm not questioning. You know, I hate when people say, "Well, he has dementia and stuff." Those are serious illnesses and serious accusations, right? And and leave that to the health professionals. He clearly, visually, to me, looks a shell of himself several years ago. And they won't answer questions. I mean, he he honestly hasn't answered one difficult question since he got the nomination, and probably way even before that, right? I mean, well, what the, what do you want him to answer? Because I mean, you know, he's laid out an economic plan. He's no, talked taxes. No, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm what do you want him to answer? Hillary faced very difficult questions. Now, I remember there was a period of time she went like 48 days or 58 days without doing a news conference. But then when she did, your emails, your this, your that. I mean, they went after Hillary, right? And they went after Trump. They went after Obama. It, they're, they're not asking him a tough question. Not one. I listen to but, mostly but he every- he doesn't have the email scandal in the past. Like, what scandal does he have in the past? Oh, for all- so Joe, Joe, Mr. Vice President, how do you think the, the your passing of the crime bill has affected- uh, where people are today with, with, with the amount of young black men that are in prison with the crime, the violence in the inner cities, Joe, do you think you, do you have any, do you regret that vote or, you know, are you, why are you going to raise taxes? Why, why, what's your, like, they're not asking him anything about his policies. You know what kind of questions he's getting right now? Well, well, Trump said X, Y, and Z. What do you think of that? Those those are but questions. He, okay, but to Sorry, your point, they're not. Patrick, he has been asked those questions. He was definitely asked them in the Democratic, um, you know, like uh, pre-elections there in finding a Democratic nominee for president. He was asked all right, those on stage, yeah, grilled by Kamala. Five, that's been four or five months now. So Come you on. want them asked again? Because he because he has no, said. I want them asked the first. I want them asked. He's now the he is now the vice. He is the presidential candidate for the Democratic. Uh, he's the Democratic presidential candidate. There should be some probing questions. I'm not talking about specific gotcha questions. I'm saying probing questions. Where does he stand? Why does he think that this will work? Joe, you put out a tax plan several months ago. Mm-hmm. Now that the pandemic is continuing, do you the smart tax plan or will you revisit it? What are you going to do for small businesses? Joe, why when you told people to stop the violence and then Portland has another five straight nights of serious violence, why aren't they listening to you? Those are questions that should be asked of both sides. And listen, Trump gets, he gets them. Now, you could debate whether he answers them, whether he lies, whether he pivots, whether, that's not my point. Joe, if he wants to pivot and so you politicians think- are very good at pivoting and as they should, I'm not, he's not going to answer those questions straight up. He should pivot to maybe something else where he could pivot to uh, something Trump did or didn't do. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So you I don't think care how either the media is throwing him softball questions or basically um, Vice President Joe Biden's team is shielding him from answering anything specific. They're n- they're not going to give any specifics because they're just trying to I, coast I, through I, with the lead that they have. 
it, it feels like there's a different tone and a different um, approach to the questions that are asked and how they're making him available to to ask and answer questions. Has he sat I, down with our guy Mike Wallace yet? We like Mike Chris, Wallace. No, no, Chris Wallace. That's Chris Wallace. That's, Sorry, that's, now, Grant, now granted, he probably he probably won't do that now because Chris Wallace has been named. And congrats to him. He's been by far the most fair, best questioner of candidates, and uh, you know, without a doubt. Yeah, he did. I mean, we talked and about not, that on the show. And not because he works for Fox News. So Chris Wallace will be the the first up September 29th moderator for the presidential debate. Don't think they could have picked a better person to kick it off. So clearly Joe's not going to sit down with him from now and then because that Prior. would just be, I think, odd. So uh, so we'll see. But um, it's going to be I, good. That debate is going to be a make or break night. Big time. Big time in this country. I, yeah. So I'm of the belief you want to know that. um Here's the thing that here's the thing that you know my take on this. I think if Joe Biden shows he could answer questions on the cuff, can can has a command of the facts to a certain degree, okay. right? Can then go on the attack, pivot from a question that a difficult question that's asked, pivot, go on the attack, use that to his advantage. He wins this thing going away. So then my point is, why are they shielding him? Do they think they're just going to hold on to a six point, eight point lead to the election? Now, listen, the other thing is this could be an absolute strategy. They could be setting the bar extremely low for the debates because most people think he's going to struggle. He may forget questions or forget the answers. He's going to look old. If he comes out like, Woo! Let's go, baby. <laughs> More energy than we've seen and uh awake. And again, it's, and- all, it's all about it's all about expectations, right? Yeah. So you you watch over the next two and a half weeks and we can talk about it. They're gonna downplay the expectations. That's an interesting point. And then all of a sudden he does that much better than expected, even less than you would have hoped. It's a win, right? It's a win. Because then the talk coming out of the first debate is Biden looks spry. He had command of the facts. Boop, boop, boop. It's not about policy. It's not about it's just about, hey, Biden did a great job. He looked good. He looked presidential. And we're off to the races. And so that could be part of this strategy, too, from from a from a campaigning standpoint. So we'll see. All right. So we've talked a lot about national politics. I do want to hit. We always talk sports and then we talk local politics. So uh, this week on your Twitter feed, there was certainly still a lot about Montgomery County and our our pal um, Mark Elrich. So what's what's the latest? I mean, very confusing in Montgomery County. Supposed to head to. Listen, I've gotten criticized for calling him out. the way Montgomery County right now is handling this pandemic is is a joke. It's an absolute joke. And a joke is that they will if, not if reopen. He, if he was on this podcast, I would say the exact same thing. The positivity rate in Montgomery County is under 4%. Okay. He, um, there, there is no scientific reason. It's for, for, for Montgomery County not to have moved into phase three with the rest of the state. Okay. It's, is it political? Is it, overly cautious businesses are suffering we haven't even i believe seen the 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 
we've seen the minimal effect, effects of this long term. Yeah. I think I think more and more businesses are going to close. He is not giving the businesses of Montgomery County a chance to survive. If face masks work, which they we believe they do now, and social distancing works, there is zero reason for these businesses not to be open. Movie theaters should be open with, with, with small venues. Concert venues should be open. Restaurants should be at a higher capacity. Okay? This, it's absolutely arbitrary. And they cannot, they put up this dashboard on their website, which gives some 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 ballpark criteria of what they're looking for, but nothing specific. It's extremely arbitrary. And oh, by the way, he comes out with a statement that he's surprised by the governor's action. It's like the third time he was surprised. He's the county executive of one of the largest, most affluent counties in the state of Maryland. It borders D.C. And you're surprised? And Come on. by the way, Hogan says, you know, Hogan put out that letter. You you retweeted it on your Twitter feed, what? allegedly saying that Montgomery County reached out to them yeah. saying, yeah. you know, let's move to phase three. And then once Hogan did that and everything was in motion, they sort of pulled back. OK, so you what's your, I guess, um, guess, best guess as to why they keep doing this? You think this is a political strategy? It's either political, over, overly cautious. Um, and what would be the point of this being a political strategy? Because it looks like residents in Montgomery County are really at their wits end. I mean, I don't see a lot of support. When I say political, I mean following, you know, the 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 the, the, the overly cautious, somewhat anti-business mindset, okay. right? Or not, or I, I don't mean anti-business. I, I don't think he's anti-business. I don't think he's pro-business by any means. Okay. I, I think that you have to balance, okay, we got a 4% positivity rate with the economic disaster that has happened and will continue to occur. Listen, these some of these restaurants and venues, as we head to the cold months, have a finite window to try to save their business. Sure, yeah, They absolutely. deserve that. You know, set up the precautions. It's time. Like he, I guarantee you, they can't. They would not be able to specifically tell you the difference between phase two and phase three. What they're exactly looking for is it three point five percent? By the way, positivity rate isn't the only thing. How do the hospitals look? How? Where are we? What are the specifics? That's crazy. They're not giving those. I mean, it's like it's your right. By the way, if if Frederick County and Howard County can be in phase three, then how the heck can Montgomery County not be in phase three? Stop. Yeah, because you know everybody's traveling to every other one. Uh, Of course they are. Right, right. Right. It it is. Um, Okay, well, let's talk uh, sports. You know, it's a big weekend. NFL is coming back. Um, You know, Washington Redskins story and, and former cheerleaders Keep, you know, that story going, of course, and rightfully so. They're asking people. Other yeah, people- so apparently the, I, I saw actually some pleas on, on social media yeah. for people to come forward uh, with regards to anything they know and or specifically to the video that uh, allegedly was asked to be made. Uh, you know, again, I think it was alleged that Snyder was actually the one who asked people to, to – do like a side video of the cheerleaders, right? Yes. And kind of circulate it internally. Of course, uh, he denies all that, but yes, yes. Yes, I said, I said allegedly, right? So, but they're, they're the, the law firm 
I saw a bunch of things on social media asking, hey, if you know anything, you and actually it sounded or, or it felt to me that they were pleading to like a, only one or two people who they know or believe have critical information. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating saying that too. This is your duty. I forget the exact words, but. And who do you think they're reaching out? Who do you think they're being specific? Like maybe whoever edited it, whoever distributed yeah, it, or whoever. maybe somebody who, who knows they were asked to do it. Okay. And then that per- I, again, I don't, I don't know all the names. Um, but that story is still circulating. The NFL took over the investigation, which which is an interesting interesting move. Um, putting all that aside for one second, though, it's 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 been a great few. Like we had the Tour Championship last week. You got the NBA playoffs. You have hockey playoffs. Baseball's heading you know down to the to the last fifteen to twenty games uh, be- before the playoffs. Uh, NFL kicks off tomorrow night. I know. Isn't that, like, are you thinking? And the I ratings- watched college football over the weekend. You know, listen, I think the big 10 now, listen, it, this has to play out for about two to three weeks to see if the sure. big schools. So Navy, Navy and BYU played the other night. Uh, they've had no positives. Um, you know, they've been in the bubble and, and granted. So you got military, uh, people and, and Mormons, right? So if they can't figure it out, who can't, yeah. right? <laughs> So, um, but, you know, let's see when, you know, the big schools start playing, if they're able to stay in the bubble. But I will say if, if a few weeks goes by and they're able to figure this out, I'm, I'm talking about the big 12, the SEC, uh, American conference and, uh, uh, the ACC, okay. the big 10 and the PAC 12 are really going to regret not doing their season. They really are. Okay, well, that will be, I mean, I'm really curious to see what ratings are like for NFL, how it goes. I mean, I think people are very excited to get back. Yeah, very I think excited. It's really off the charts. Kneeling, no kneeling, national anthem, no national anthem. I don't think it's going to matter. I think um, I think the ratings are going to be extremely, extremely good. Oh, yeah, I people think, are, I think, we need something. We do. I think the appetite for, for football, uh, you know, listen, I, I think – Having football on Thursdays and in you know in particular Sundays, again we talked about when we started the podcast about uh, normal, right? Normalcy, a right. little bit of, of structure that provides structure. Because even with the NBA playoffs right now, with with hockey, there's still no structure because there's still like they're in Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, the NBA is in the bubble and are in, in you know where they are. Games are still haphazard, uh, although now they're getting a little bit more normal as they get down to the final four in, in, in hockey, and I think it's the final eight in basketball. But there's still no structure to it, right? They're playing day playoff games, NFL structure, right? right. So, Thursday night football, tomorrow night, NBC, boom. Sunday, Fox, we have we have the, the Washington football team and, and, and the Eagles, and then we have oh, that'll Brady. Be good. Then we have Tom Brady for the first time with the Buccaneers. Huge game. Yeah, huge game. 425, baby. (laughs) We're excited, of course, on Fox. We love it. Get your popcorn and Diet Pepsi (laughs) because I won't be having a cocktail. Um, All right, what do you want to talk? Any, um, obviously. You want to talk about the Oscars? uh, yeah, tell me your tell me your thoughts on this. Um, and you're actually more familiar with this story than I am, because it just dropped, I think, overnight or this morning. Yeah, so there was um, so apparently, yeah. So according to 
articles that came out this morning. To qualify for Best Picture now for the Oscars, films will need to meet two of four standards, you know, in terms of diversity, okay? Okay. So I'm just reading this now. To achieve the standard A, which which passes them to be then considered for Best Picture, okay. a film meet, must meet one of the following criteria. Lead or significant supporting actors, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Asian, Hispanic, Latina, Black, African American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, Northern Africa, African, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander, other underrepresented race or ethnicity. And then there's a second group that they have to meet 30% of all actors in a secondary or more minor role have to be either women, racial or ethnic, or from a racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ plus, people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. Uh, and then the main subject matter has to be either women, racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ plus or people. So like you have to meet a bunch of criteria. Like, I think it's two of four Okay. Uh, to then be qua- considered and fit the criteria to, to, to be nominated for best picture. Got what it. do you think? Um, I actually like it And I'll tell you why Because I think You know A couple years ago We did have the Oscars So white Right And then That You know Whatever News cycle passed on And then last year When you looked at the Oscars The majority of them Were white actors nominated White actors You know And and directors Now of course Best picture went to Parasite Which was um, Asian director And film Which that film was amazing Um, So You know I can see it both ways Because I think in a way, if, you know, these are like hot talking points that, oh, we should have more diversity, but then a year or two passes and we go back to, I think you see a lot of the same people on stage. So maybe this is good incentive for studio heads and all that to really take it serious to create diversity on film and behind the scenes. I'm not opposed to it. You're not opposed to it, but you don't love it. Well, I think you got to... You know, look, like Christy Alley was getting a ton of a ton of heat, right? The obviously former Cheers star and, um, you know, just how ridiculous this is um, because, you know, you begin to create you begin to control the creativity. Right. So that's my concern. So, you know, we, I, I think any organization should try to make, especially in Hollywood, um, which is kind of interesting to me that Hollywood, who, you know, Historically, have always endorsed liberal, democratic, progressive candidates, um, yet is still struggling with making their films more diverse. Well, now, everybody's yeah. a hypocrite, you know. I mean, everyone's well, no, a hypocrite. I don't want to blame them because some of the, those, so, a lot of those people aren't necessarily making the decisions on who gets the lead role in the subject matter and so forth. They're just actors and actresses who, you know, who, who play parts and the people behind the scenes. So I applaud the goal i do not like setting a criteria for this to then determine who qualifies for the best picture should be the best picture regardless of some of these criteria i think it's entertainment and i think it's art and i think sometimes when you start messing with art 
and 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 you know that's like telling a painter he has to put in x number of red strokes to qualify for some award or you're telling a, a you know a sports a sports team that they have to uh have x number of players to win the championship uh, or to qualify for the playoffs to me if this is what you're doing then don't have the awards right just it's a noble goal set the goal and criteria for films this is this is your benchmark. Uh, separate category. I don't know, but I don't like the fact that you're determining what is the best picture made based on having to hit some of those criteria. Now, I will say this: it doesn't seem like the criteria is that hard to hit. But if you want to make a period piece that, frankly, doesn't include any of yeah, but you still make it. Doesn't mean that it won't be a big box office success. Just means that you may not be nominated for an Oscar. But what if it's the best picture by far? What if it's like, and that doesn't qualify? I, I don't. Well, I don't look, think... I'm sure there'll be complete outrage if that is the case. You know, um, but well, honestly, what to, to me, it'd be interesting to see what Kevin McCarthy thinks. Yeah, I'd love to know his thoughts. If they're nominating ten films, maybe five have to meet this criteria. Like make it a number where if some film that had to be made without meeting these criterias is still the best picture, it can get nominated, but only three of them can get nominated. Seven have to meet the criteria or something. Come, I don't know. I, listen, I don't feel strongly about it either way, to be honest. You know how I feel about award shows. I don't give a shit. Yeah, right? yeah you're not a big fan. Yeah. But um, I think I, I could see both sides. I think the, the, the purpose is, 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 is noble. Um, I just don't like. I don't. I don't like making it a, 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 a you know mandatory. Right. You, know, you have to hit these criteria to, to be considered the best picture of the year. Yeah. Uh, what else, Patrick? You know, I mean, there's there's lots going on. Obviously, um, the You're end. Of, about a lot. <laughs> uh, tons, tons going on. Um, oh, and by the way, race for okay. Is it race for equality? Is that the race new segment? To, race, race, race to equality. Yeah, so we had, uh, so last week we had um, two amazing specials. They really, really were well done. Our, our staff and, and those who contributed to the specials did a great job. So Wednesday night, we actually preempted TMZ. We ran a half-hour special, commercial-free at 7.30. Okay. Race to equality. Uh, that was kind of in reaction to, um, obviously, we've been running these segments all along. Sure. Since, since the George Floyd incident. Uh, but in particular, this one kind of focused on where are we now? Because, you know, you have the sports teams boycott based on uh, the Jacob yep. Blake situation. Um, so we kind of did that. And then uh, yesterday, Monday, I should say, at 10 a.m., we ran um, like a kind of like a recap special, Race to Equality, with some really, uh, um, you know, very, you know, direct conversation and, and, and stories on individuals and, and, and organizations that are fighting systemic racism. So it was, um, yeah, it's been, you know, very proud of the team and, and what they're, what they're trying to do here. Absolutely. So. And they're ongoing, right? We're going to be seeing they more. Are. Segments okay. are ongoing. The specials okay. will be, you know, uh, you know, intermittent periodic, uh, but we had two in one week. Uh, the, the Wednesday one wasn't, pre-planned it was kind of you know to be honest i thought about it after the, the jacob blake and the sports protests and and all that that okay we need to you know 
continue the conversation or enhance it or elevate it, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we did one in, in, in prime time, basically commercial free, which, which, which is good because. Yeah. Yeah. It gives know, people a chance to get into the content, you know, yeah, you're, not, you're not breaking away for, for, right. for um, and then one other thing on your Twitter feed, you know, and I've been meaning to ask you an update of how your mom is doing. You know, you had updated everybody. I think it's been, has it been five months since your father passed away from, from COVID? I mean, that was. Yeah. April 2nd. April yeah, so 2nd. It's, uh, actually, you know, it's, it's, it's moving past five months now. Yeah. So it's quite crazy, right? How, and I've been meaning to ask you, you know, every week we get heated debates, but how is your mom doing? And, um, you know, that obviously was so shocking for your family. So how are you guys yeah. holding up? No, she's doing well. I mean, you know, every every day gets, I think, a little bit better, or yeah. then sometimes it, it gets worse. Uh, it's still such a shock, right? You know, when yeah. you, you know that was early on in COVID. Um, he was very, you know, we 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 thought very healthy, considered him very healthy. You know, we didn't, you know don't believe any underlying conditions. Um, and you know, again, I've said this before. I think if it was a month later, he probably lives because we knew more, and we would have gotten to him, whether it's to the hospital sooner or reacted quicker. Uh, and I'm sure but, they're using probably totally different drug regimens or fluids or whatever they're using now. You know, is yeah, probably entirely maybe well, different. Well, you know, what, what have you? Uh, also, I think if it was a month later, he would have been more in lockdown and 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 other sure. things. But you can't. You know, unfortunately, you know, you have another hundred ninety thousand people who've lost. Too, so it's not just me, uh, but you know she she's doing okay and um, uh, keeping busy and uh, so yeah yeah so thanks for asking yeah that was a good update that you shared on Twitter yeah, um, yeah. well Tom Seaver listen he he it was by far his favorite player and it was weird that he died you know five months to the day and I know uh, wait your father and baseball player Tom Seaver passed on the same day. No, no, no. Five months later. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it was he. I Seaver passed on September second. Okay, okay. I got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. yeah. But it was his best. So it was five months to wow. the day Seaver passed, and so kind of like you know, like wow, you know, made you think about it a little bit. Yeah. I have um, to jump. Okay, Patrick. We'll see you next week. Where can people Sarah, follow great, you? Great podcast, and uh, so next week we'll have a guest, and maybe we'll do. We'll figure out how to do something in person soon. Patrick GM, Fox 5 DC. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.